Welcome back to the shock. I am your host, Big Bad Word Lukey. I'm going to make this one short but sweet. It's kind of like a little refresher of a history lesson to go out to Manitoba and where we came from. The postage stamp province used to be a little, a little corner piece, and then we grew, became the key to the West. Yeah, don't feel like the key to the West anymore. Feel like the fucking toilet bowl. One flush and out to Alberta we go. And it's gotten worse with these lockdown measures. Like we can't even have the freedom of association, freedom of, of assembly, freedom of speech, freedom of opinion, freedom of uh, religion, freedom of mobility, freedom of dem democratic vote. We have no more rights. We've got we've had them systematically taken away this past year. So it kind of makes sense as to why people were hoarding toilet paper in 2020. Look at the timeline. They hoard paper toilet paper in 2020 and we in March we get locked down and we've been locked what started for a two week thing has been an entire year. Basically Christmas got canceled in 2020 because Nobody could buy anything for anybody because the stuff that people wanted to buy for as gifts were non-essential non items labeled by the, go the Canadian government. <sighs> and it, it's a joke. It's an utter, utter, utter joke. So, basically what I'm going to do today, next week I'm going to touch on the cancel culture and basically make a bunch of bitches cry. But I'm going to let people know that if you're easily offended, don't list, actually listen to my program because, one, I like when people complain about me because, one, it gives me something to do. And, two, yeah, I like hecklers because it's, it's easy to prove a heckler wrong because they don't know their asses from a goddamn hole on the ground half the time. And basically, today is a history lesson. This is for the new Canadians. I'm sure all Canadians know our history and everything like that. I'll start from the beginning in 1867. In 1867, the British North American Act, which later was changed to the Charter of Rights and Freedoms of the Democratic of Canada. And that's our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It's been around since 1867, July 1st. July 1st, 1867 is when Canada became a free nation. It became separate from the British Commonwealth. We have, and that's how, that's how Canada became a nation. And that's why we have our Charter of Rights and Freedoms, because we would have the same laws. If we didn't have our Charter of Rights and Freedoms and we were still part of the British Commonwealth, we would have to be, it would be a law for us to be required to wear a mask. It's not a law in Canada to wear a mask. They can't force you to wear a mask. <laughs> Especially if you're not showing symptoms of COVID. Why are you wearing a mask if you're not showing the symptoms of COVID? If, you're, if it's not part of your job or you're working as an essential worker, you're required to wear a mask. But if people aren't showing symptoms of COVID or don't have the symptoms of COVID, why are you forcing them to wear a mask? Like, and a lot of these places, they 
They really don't care if you have a medical condition. So use a medical condition. Say you have a medical condition and not wear a mask. If you have a medical condition, use it. If you have issues breathing, if you have any neurological disorders that you can't have anything covering your face to restrict the airflow to your brain, you shouldn't be wearing a mask. And I'm going to, I'm not going to say I'm going to use my medical condition to, in order not to wear a mask. I'm just going to use my right to mobility, my, my freedom of mobility to maintain a livelihood in Manitoba. I am free to come and go as I please as a Manitoba citizen, as a Canadian citizen, as a permanent resident of Canada. I am allowed to maintain a livelihood in Canada because our Charter of Rights and Freedoms supersedes any mandatory bylaws that come with citations. These laws that people think are laws, these restrictions that people think are laws and rules that we need to obey by, we don't need to. They can ticket us. They can write up citations and all this crap and all these business owners can get all these tickets for opening up when the government tells them not to. Open up. Take the ticket. Take the hit. Take it to court. What they're doing is basically... (laughs) Going against your right to maintain a livelihood in Canada by telling you you can't open because you're not essential enough. Fuck you. If you feel you're essential, open your businesses. Government can't tell you what to do. You're a small business owner. You're trying to make a livelihood in Canada. Fucking open your business. Fight it. Like if I go into a store and I say I have a medical condition and they try to draw me up on a citation, I plan on fighting that citation because it eventually I will have to prove that I have one uh, uh, inflammation on my chest wall and two that I suffer from a neurological disorder. And guess what? Both times I'll fucking win. And I, that's basically what I want Canada to do, is stand up for your rights and just take them back. Take them back systematically like they systematically took them away from us. First, we take back our right to mobility. Go, come and go from province to province as you fucking please. Don't worry about the freaking Canadian border police. We're a free fucking nation. We can go from Manitoba to BC if we fucking choose to. We do not need to be stopped at the Saskatchewan border, the Saskatchewan-Manitoban border, the the Alberta-Saskatchewan border, and the Alberta-BC border. We do not need to be stopped at any of those fucking borders. We are a free fucking nation, free to come and go as we fucking please. It doesn't matter about the Emergency Protection Act and all that crap because it is bogus, it is bullshit, there is vaccines circulating open our country plain and simple open manitoba i don't understand why palliser's so against justin trudeau but he's still locking down our province open our fucking province you you want to make you want to make a fucking tidal wave palliser make a fucking tidal wave open our fucking province stop listening to the liberal government and thinking that they know best for the west They don't know best for the West. They know what's best for the East. 
and that's using this COVID shit to scare the West. <laughs> to scare the West. That's all it is. It's scare the West. Make money off the West so the East can thrive. His dad did it. He can do it too. But yeah, that's basically what it is. All it boils down to is we need to take back our rights. And as I'm trying to point out to a lot of people is I'm not calling for a civil uprising. You know, rushing Parliament Hill and the legislative building and all forms of government and causing, causing like riots and shit. I'm not condoning that. I'm not asking people to do that. I'm asking people to just simply take off the masks and start living your lives the way you were living your lives before COVID. You want things to go back to normal? Make things go back to normal. Don't listen to the government. Don't listen to the media. The government lies to you. The media lies to you because the liberal government pays $65 billion into mainstream media. And you want to believe what you see on TV to be fact? And and probably about 90% of the time is fucking fiction. Manitoba used to be the key to the West. Pallister, it's time to unlock the key, unlock the door. It's time to unlock Manitoba. Welcome to Back to the Shack. I am your host, Big Bad Blair Glukey. Back for another week. This one's going to be a little bit longer because um, I need to explain some things to people that have been liking my statuses and everything. And if you do listen to this podcast, if you get offended by what I'm saying, I do apologize. If I swear, it's to get my point across. Um, To the people that don't understand what prejudice means, prejudice means that you look for the hate in things. I don't look for hate in anything. People that are trying to cancel certain racist things from a generation that has long passed is because they don't want their kids to see it. But if you're pointing out the racist element in Disney cartoons, kids' books, and gender-neutral toys without realizing... With Mr. Potato Head, sorry. I gotta use this as an example because I find this hilarious. People actually complain about Mr. Potato Head not being gender-neutral, but he has a wife called Mrs. Potato Head. And their parts are interchangeable. Um, I think that's pretty gender neutral. Like, that's that's hypocrisy, though. That's the way it, that's the way some people see things. But when people say and say, "Oh, you're raised as in, a, in prejudiced values," no, I wasn't. I wasn't at all. I was raised to treat everybody fairly and equally, without prejudice, without bigotry. Without racist, without without racism and discrimination, to look for the good in all people and the good in all things, that's the way I was raised. And to question my values of how I was raised is really really insulting. If you don't believe in what I'm saying and I'm, you don't like my opinion, you don't insult someone. You ask them questions. You don't run away. Boom! I'm insulting you. You're an idiot. You should have went to school. You should have done your homework instead of watching Disney cartoons. Um, do you realize when I was in high school, you're sitting in fucking diapers. Like, I know more than these, these Gen Zers. These Gen Zers who are all about canceling and complaining. It's called growing up, 
putting on your big boy pants and stop bitching. Stop bitching and complaining. Just because Justin Trudeau can come in and change a word in our national anthem that has nothing to modernize it. And don't you find it funny he doesn't change the word native? But he changes the word sons. What is more prejudice than that? Where you can change the word sons, but not the word native, which is insulting to all the indigenous across the country. Home and native land. That's not, ins- that's not a sign sh- of prejudice. I don't know what is. And that's the thing with these Gen Zers is they look for prejudice within things. And I don't like it. I'm canceling it. I don't want it. I don't. And then they start spreading their hate across, across social media until their voices are heard. Cancellation of Dr. Seuss books. Yes, I get the characters are whimsical and a slightly racist. But if you're searching for racism in children's books, in cartoons... You're the one that's being prejudiced because you're looking for hate. You're looking for evil. That is the sign of prejudice. That is the definition of being a prejudice. Me, I'm speaking my, I'm, this is my right. This is my right in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms to have and form an opinion. The right to an express, to expression, the right to assembly, the right to association, the right to democratic vote, the right to mobility. Those are our rights, our freedom to speak, our freedom of speech. All of those are in our Constitution, even the right to a democratic vote. That's our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Not once in there does it say you have the right to bash somebody that doesn't believe the same thing that you believe. That's an act of prejudice. To insult somebody for forming an opinion, that's an act of prejudice. You ask questions as to why I believe the things that I believe. And I've had people ask, actually ask me that. And I'm polite about it. I'm very open about my belief system because I'm a realist. I th- look at things in a realistic standpoint. I don't base things on science. I don't base things on ph- so much on philosophy, only when it comes to the philosophy of mankind. That's what I base it on. It's about looking and observing and listening with an active ear. Because I took broadcasting, I know I, I know a little more than I let on. And and that's that like you're, that's what I want to get my point across to these gen these Gen Zers. It's one thing to cancel things, but to bitch about it. To bitch and complain that you don't like something because you find it mean or racist or or oh it, oh, it's my kid's going to find this racist. Then do what my dad did. Change the fucking channel. Shut off the TV. Tell us to go play outside. Like, you're so worried about cartoons and everything else, but you're not going outside and playing. You're not enjoying your life. You're not enjoying your childhood like I did. To say that I spent too much time watching Disney cartoons, not really, No. I watched Disney cartoons growing up as a child. Yeah, I'll watch them now just because, you know, I like the music in them. I like the Disney I like the Disney music. It's catchy. It's happy. It's upbeat and positive. Except for the villain songs. 
even they're pretty catchy enough. If you look at it in a depressing point of view, they're kind of uplifting. <laughs> but other than that, like, in order to understand prejudice, you have to actually read the definition. You just don't say, oh, you're being prejudiced. How am I being prejudiced for speaking, for voicing my op opinion and concern that this society is full of a bunch of complainers and whiners and babies? Who are so easily offended by everything. If you want to be fucking offended. Listen to my fucking podcasts. Because you want offensive fucking material. I'll give you offensive fucking material. You do not. You do not have the right. To bitch about the past. That is. Especially when it comes to Canadian history. If anybody's going to bitch about Canadian history. And what's involved in Canadian history. It's the fucking indigenous people. Not a bunch of Gen Zers coming out. Oh, oh! I don't like what what Sir John A. Macdonald did to the people in the Manitoba school in Manitoba schools. So you, that's so you basically deem him completely and utterly a racist, and forgetting that he's the father of democracy of our country. Without Sir John A. Macdonald, we wouldn't have our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. It has nothing to do with Pierre Elliott Trudeau. He added one thing, and he called it the Great Revision of our Charter of Rights. He added one goddamn thing. Manitoba gets its own provincial jurisdiction. That's the only thing he implemented. That's the only thing he added to the Charter. That's Canadian history. This is the stuff that a lot of people don't learn now. This is the stuff that I learned. Yes, what happened to the, in the Manitoba schools is fucking terrible. It's fucking terrible. But does that, does that constitute for him to be completely erased from our history? Erased from our textbooks because of who he was in a different century? In a different time, like in a different time frame? You want to defamate his... That's defamation of character. He can't defend himself. You want to know why? He treated the indigenous the way he did because he was scared of the civil, re the, civil, uh, the civil revolution happening in the States. He didn't want it to come to Canada. So he had to try to appease these people and be scared of them. These indigenous people who he's trying to get to move off land so he can build the railroad. Like, and it's ridiculous. And yes, even after Louis Riel, and this was after Louis Riel and after, you know, he was hung for treason, he still held office. And what he did to the Manitoba school divisions is out of fear. Because he was scared that there would be another uprising like there was in Saskatchewan and, and Manitoba. He did not want that to come into Ontario. So he tried to push them to the west. He tried to push them up north in northern Manitoba. The way he handled it, that's not how politicians would have handled it now. But in that time frame, it was justified. Does that give you the right to bitch about it and complain about it because you don't like it? You don't like the mistreatment? You think it's racist? If you don't like our Canadian history, then you're not really all that Canadian. You're not really proud to be Canadian because I'm proud... Of my, of my heritage. I'm proud of this country and everything that it's accomplished and all the good things that it has done in, throughout the bad. Canada has done so many good things as a nation. 
Yes, there's been a lot of bad things that politicians have done. Sir John A. being one of them. Wilfrid Laurier being the other. Like, Pierre Elliott Trudeau being another. Alienate the West, 1972. I want people to look that up. If you're in the West, look up, look up the alienation of the Western provinces. Because that's exactly what Justin Trudeau is doing now. During a pandemic. And it's like, this is where the conspiracy lies. It's like, almost as if he, he wrote this beforehand, before he even got elected. Like, this is what he's going to be, this is, this is his plan to force a referendum. And that's what it's slowly, slowly building to. But you can't really do anything about it because that's the conspiracy. Because a conspiracy is the idea of something that could happen. And if you compile the information, like I've been trying to compile for the past, oh God, 48 hours, the conspiracies actually make sense. And I'm, and this is the other thing I want to get across. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just want Canadians to be safe. I want them to be careful. I want them to do their research before they get anything injected in your in your arm, because it is in your human rights to deny any medical treatment that you do not deem necessary. It's in your human rights. Um, I have no political affiliation. Zero. I don't even vote. I refuse to vote. I. Last time I voted was in 2015. You want to know who I voted for? Justin Trudeau. Why did I vote for Justin Trudeau? I want to look out for the single working class. He didn't. He looked out for the single working class in Ontario and Quebec. West didn't see, the West didn't see anything. No, no lower taxes. No, And then he implements this carbon tax saying that we need to erase... Uh, Canada's carbon footprint on the world. We are one of the least polluting nations in the entire world. And you're implementing carbon tax after carbon tax. The second carbon tax during a pandemic. Make it harder for people to live in the West. Because who got hit with the... Who got hit the hardest by the carbon tax? The provinces that didn't vote for them. How come I can see this? It, oh, it's mostly because everybody's blinded by fear and complaining about kids' toys and kids' books and kids' movies and kids' cartoons. Here's the thing. Instead of letting your... You don't want your kids to be around racism and all this crap. How about you explain to them, this is what racism is. Sit them down. Talk to them. Have the talk. They could be four or five... The younger, the better. As soon as they ask, how come that person's a different color? That's when you sit them down. You don't look at color. You look at the person themselves. Because you don't base everything on the color of somebody's skin. You don't base everything on somebody's religion. You don't base everything on somebody's culture. Everybody is a person. Everybody is equal. Everybody deserves the same thing that everybody requires in life to survive that's being that's me being a realist and believing in the facts and keen observation and listening 
Um, so yeah, I don't have a political affiliation. And like, if anything, I'm a true federalist like Sir Johnny MacDonald who believes in the people and the country and the land. Like, we're supposed to be... And people are like, oh, federalism, federalism, all oh, that's like uh, dictatorship and all that. No, it isn't. Federalism is... We wouldn't have a federal government without federalism. Federal government. Federalism. Federal is taken from federalism. Because that's what Sir John A. Macdonald was. A federalist. Why do you think... Like, why do you think he didn't believe in taxing the people of taxing anyone? Because he wanted people to build their own economic growth. Like they did in the Commonwealth. And the reason why we're not part of the British Commonwealth anymore is because of Sir John A. Macdonald and Wilfred Wilfred Laurier, who drew up the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. At first, like I said last week, it was at first called the British North American Act of 1867. And then changed to the Constitution Act of 1867. And then when it was finally signed, on July 1st, 1867, it was known as the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms Act of the, of the New Dominion of Canada. That's our Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Pierre Elliott Trudeau had nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing. He wasn't alive. And that's pretty much going out to the people who say that I don't know anything about Canadian history. As for politics, oh God, like, at first I was going to come out and I was going to blast the member of Parliament of Manitoba, and I'm not going to. I'm not. Brian Pallister is trying to do the best he can with the resources that he has. It's not his fault that he's being led, this entire country is being led by a guy who would much rather hide in Rudell Hall then lead this country. Like, I saw a clip that he put out a few days ago saying that, not a few days ago, I think it was like last week, about him wanting to be there and help other nations. I'm like, what about you help the nation that you're supposed to be running? Why not you, Why aren't you helping the your Canadians, the Canadian re- permanent residents of Canada? You're not helping them. Not in the West. And who's taking the backlash for all of this crap? The, the members of parliament of each, of each province. Pallister, Kenny, everybody. Doug Ford, they're all taking the backlash because he's hiding. He's hiding. And if nobody can not see that and they're saying follow the science, okay, then I'll follow the science to biology. The irrational process of fear. And how fear dictates irrational responses. Especially if you're seeing nothing but fear three times a week, or three times a day, seven days a week. It's going to kickstart in your head that you need to be afraid. You need to be fearful. Everybody has COVID. You've got to go out and hoard toilet paper. Happened last year. Product of fear. Fear dictates an irrational thought. Happens to everyone. All walks of life. It does happen. And, and with the dictating of irrational thought is an irrational course of action. Hoarding toilet paper, sanitary products, everything. Like, that's how 
fear works. And if you see it three times a day, seven days a week, that's a form of mind control. If you're not given the full information from a guy that says that he believes in transparency in our government, how is that being transparent when you're only showing death and infections? Nothing about recovery. Oh, if you want to see the recovery, you got to tune in at 11. That's the only way you'll, you'll see any recovery results from COVID. Unless you go online and go to your uh, province's main page. And then that way you can get an actual account of how many people have recovered. And then you can do your, you ha- you're forced to do your own math. Because the government won't give you the full information to let you know. Right now, in my point of view... You're basically a vac- you're basically vaccinating yourself for the for the flu. Basically what's happening is you're weaponizing the flu. And that's what I'm scared of and that's part of the conspiracy. That's the that's that's the part of the conspiracy that I'm trying to get to to try to find the truth behind. And it's a hard process because you have to go through so many different sources because like everything that our fearless leader has been doing is jumping all over the place and you can't keep tabs on what he's doing. And it and again, it has nothing to do with, with the provinces themselves. It has everything to do with our federal government. What's with the slow rollout? When there was when H one came out, it, when H one N one came out, which is sim was so similar to COVID. How come we had vaccines out within two months? It's been a year since COVID broke out. Well, just about a year and a half since COVID broke out. Why are we still waiting for vaccines to find, like, now we're finally getting vaccines? And there's been vaccines in the States for the longest time. Way before Christmas, people were getting vaccinated. Before Canada even took one jab in their arm. Like, this is, this is ridiculous. This is being dragged out. Hardcore, especially with all these variants. That's where the conspiracy with me lies in. What if a lot of people got the seasonal flu and then they're going to go get vaccinated for COVID? Like, don't you think there'd be complications? Like, I'd research it, but that type of science, it's hard for me to follow. Because I don't right away base everything on chemistry. I base everything on biology and physics. I don't look at chemistry for the answers because chemistry moves around. Like chemistry, you can create so much in a lab. And that's where the coronavirus was created, was in a lab by a Chinese technician trying to study transmissionable diseases between bats and humans. That's not from Rebel News. That's from, oh God, I can't even remember. It's on YouTube. Just type in origins of, of the coronavirus. You'll find it. I'll find, I'll find the video. I'll post it on my, on, my, uh, on my feed. And I really appreciate it if everybody watched it and keep an open mind. Because that's the one thing that's in our charter is this is my right to expression. This is my right to freedom of speech. This is my right to form a form of solid opinion. Of what's going on in the world. And what I'm seeing is one, a bunch of 
complaining little kids who just cry wolf and cry and bitch and complain about absolutely nothing. All these people that are 19, 20 who are watching Disney cartoons and complaining about racism. That's an act of prejudice. As I said earlier, that is prejudice. And to say that somebody that doesn't believe what you believe is is stupid. That's an act of prejudice. That is showing hate. When we should be there for, for each other. We're all Canadians. All of us. We all pay our taxes. We've all been through this whole COVID pandemic. And to not form an open mind about a different point of view, that's up to you. That's why whenever I explain to people about what realism is, I tell them right off the bat, please keep an open mind. And a lot of people take it in and be like, okay, I, I, I see what you're going for. Like, a lot of things do need questions answered. And they do. Like, I'm not asking, like, questions about why is the grass green? Why is the sky blue? No, I'm not asking questions like that. I'm asking, why is there a wage freeze when there's vaccines out? Why are small businesses still closed and closing down? When there's vaccines out. That's what I'm trying to understand. That's what I'm trying to comprehend. If somebody could please enlighten me, I'd be more than welcome to take in that information because to me, this does not make a lick of sense. To me, this feels a lot like capitalism. Have all the small businesses close so you can bring in corporate, big corporate powerhouses. Because the West has always prided themselves saying that we are the backbone of Canada's economy, and we have been. For so many years. And now we're all shutting down. And everybody's like, oh, that's a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy if all these... Tell that to these small business owners that don't have a fucking business anymore. And they had to declare bankruptcy. Tell them that this is a conspiracy. And to say, follow the science. I'm not following science. I'm looking at realistic point of view and point of origin. And giving an unbiased news source because what you're seeing on the tv is not news it's fear-mongering it's liberal propaganda like the crtc when it was drawn up and co-founded by pierre elliott trudeau yeah the same trudeau who whose uh son is our freaking leader first thing that justin trudeau did was threw in it <laughs> Through in mainstream media into the into the CRTC agreement. It started in 2015. It he was planning on doing this to get votes for the second election. That's why he put in mainstream media into the CRTC because he wanted to be prime minister and get a majority. But nobody across Canada was buying his bullshit at all, especially with his track record. In the SNC-Lavalin scandal, nobody in the West or the East trusted him. The only reason he is our Prime Minister is because he had enough seats. Not because of popular vote, but because he had more seats. That's not a democracy. Democracy goes by popular vote, and we would be just as fucked if Andrew Scheer was our Prime Minister, because he would have done... He would have dropped the ball a lot harder 
than JT would have, and or JT has done. Like, that's why I don't trust any politicians because corporate greed. How come they haven't taken a pay cut while businesses are closing? How come none of these politicians have taken a pay cut? How come Trudeau isn't paying out of his pocket to help Canadian workers across Canada, not just in Ontario and Quebec, all of Canada? And when I tell people from different provinces, especially in Ontario and Quebec, about the wage freeze that's going on in Saskatchewan and Manitoba, they're like, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, it's happening. Like, this is what's happening in Manitoba. People don't realize that. And the wage freeze will be lifted. It's just a pain in the ass when you're trying to pay your bills and trying to get ahead. It's a pain in the ass because I used to work minimum wage. I worked minimum wage for 10 fucking years. And I'm finally, I finally feel like I'm getting ahead. Wage freeze. It's not fair to the workers who are working through the pandemic, who are deemed essential, and having these people working because their business, the places where they were working, were deemed non-essential. Everybody throughout Canada, I'm repeating this again, is essential. Everyone. We are people. We are not sheep. We are not lab rats to be conducted on a sick experiment that a lot of people do think that that's what you're doing. I think you're just weaponizing the seasonal flu because you're suppressing somebody's innate immune system after they got a flu shot. That's something you don't do, and that's what a leading expert in vaccine in uh, vaccinations and vac- and creating reliable vaccines has said you do not vac do not vaccinate the healthy you start vaccinating the healthy you're opening them up for viral viral and transmissible and more susceptible to infections and death and that's where is the violation of the human rights is because Everybody has this basic human right to deny and refuse any medical treatment that you do not deem necessary. If you don't deem it necessary to get vaccinated for COVID-19 because you showed, showed zero symptoms in an entire year, it's your choice, not the government's choice. It's your choice because you are a person. You are a taxpayer. You are a voter. I'm not. But it, it's my human right to deny it and refuse it. Just like it's everybody's human right to do it. You don't have to get vaccinated if you're healthy. If you're healthy and haven't shown any signs of COVID, that's awesome. Good for you. And people are like, oh, they're a carrier. No, you're not a carrier if you don't have the fucking symptoms. Like, that... That's Teresa Tam using fear in the media. Because it makes sense with the whole hoarding of toilet paper. Now every now everybody that I've talked to and, and have responded to me are saying 
like, oh, you have to wear a mask because it, less, it lessens the spread. I'm like, well, by that common logic, everybody in Canada has COVID. Everybody. Everybody. Man, woman, child, infant, toddler, they all have it. The elderly, the sick, they all have COVID. And by that logic, by that standpoint, I mean, this isn't the walking fucking dead. This is life. This is reality. This isn't a fucking TV show. To say that everybody has this, this deadly, deadly virus and we all have to wear masks to stop the, stop the spread is a joke. It's an insult to people's intelligence. Especially mine. This is not The Walking Dead, people. This is not a zombie movie. This is real life. No, not everyone has fucking COVID across Canada. This is not a TV show. This is real life. And Justin Trudeau and Teresa Tam are trying to scare the public into believing that this is worse than and this is far from fucking over. Far from over. Like they're already talking about a second a second temporary lockdown. Not sure if it's true or not. Again, that's part of a conspiracy. I'm not too sure if it's true because I can't find any actual credible evidence on that. It's hard to find things that may or may not happen coming from meetings that have where no documentation has been released yet. And yeah, it's getting it's getting to the point where, you know, you're looking at this and it's like a a really twisted Canadian version of The Walking Dead. It's ridiculous. Alrighty, but that's my podcast for today. And I really hope if people do respond to me on, on Facebook, please keep an open mind. And if I sound like I'm angry or I'm being overdramatic, I'm not. I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions because I like to know answers to questions so I can, you know, base that, base my opinion based on the responses that I get and then I can do some research. That's all I'm doing with the questions I'm asking is I'd like to compile my own research and give credible evidence that this isn't, this is just a sham. So I can let everybody across the Western provinces know. Like, you can call me a conspiracy theorist. You can. I'll laugh to myself and I won't put you down for your beliefs, but I'll explain to you as to why I'm not a conspiracy theorist and that I'm a realist. All right, so that's my show for today. Thank you for coming by and listening. And please, please like, comment, share, and voice your opinions on my show or on my podcast because, again, I like feedback. If you don't like it, don't comment. If you do not like my podcast, do not comment. If you're not liking what I'm saying, shut it off. Because that's what being an adult is, freedom of choice. Welcome back to the shack. I am your host, Big Bad Bug Loki, Special Tuesday Edition. Okay, so last night I couldn't really sleep all that well. I drank way too much fucking coffee at work. So, uh, I got to doing some research on what happens when you deplete the flow, the airflow to your brain when you start to lose oxygen. The symptoms of a, of a lack of oxygen to the brain or brain 
hypoxia may be mild or severe and depend on the level of duration of oxygen deprivation. Mild symptoms of brain hypoxia include temporary loss of memory, problems moving parts of the body, inattentiveness, poor judgment. Brain cells can begin to die within five minutes of oxygen loss. Symptoms become more dangerous the longer oxygen flow to the brain is cut off. Severe symptoms of brain hypoxia include coma, seizure, brain death. In cases of brain death, there is no brain activity. The pupils of the eyes do not respond to the light and, the, and people cannot breathe without assistance from a life support machine. However, the heart continues to pump around the blood. I can keep going. I can keep going. Do you want to hear the symptoms of COVID? Because these are the side effects of when you don't. Oh, because when I found this out, it's the symptoms from COVID that they were convincing you were almost the same as, you know, it was a combination of the flu and from wearing the mask. And this is from the CDC. Fever or chills. We live in Winnipeg. So, and that's uh, kind of a symptom of the flu. Cough, symptom of the flu. Shortness of breath or difficulty breathing because you're wearing a fucking mask and you're walking around. <laughs> Fatigue, again, you're walking around wearing a mask. Muscles or body aches. What did I say about lack of oxygen to the brain? Headache. That's why I don't wear a mask. Is because of epilepsy. I can't deplete the oxygen to my brain. New loss. This is a new one. New loss of taste or smell. Sore throat. Nausea or vomiting and diarrhea. They're adding symptoms in. These aren't the symptoms that they first came out with. The symptoms that they first came out with were fever or chills, cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, muscle body aches, and headache. Those were the only symptoms when COVID-19 came out. And now you're supposed to believe the rest of them? They're making this up as they go along to see how gullible we really fucking are. <laughs> I'm not that gullible. I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. Manitoba, take the masks off. Don't listen to Trudeau. Don't listen to Teresa. I, I love China Tam. <laughs> it's done. It's over. Take off the masks. Go back to life. Hello. Good morning. Welcome to Back to the Shack. This is going to be a daily thing because everybody... Pay attention. Listen to the epileptic that has had deal with a neurological episode for 26 fucking years. No fabric is supposed to be covering your nose and your mouth. It causes all types of fucking problems, especially prolonged usage. See, Teresa Tam isn't loyal to Canada. She does not give two shits about Canada. She works for the World Health Organization. Who does the World Health Organization work for? The United Nations. 
or slash the EU. It's time to wake up, Manitoba. You're harming yourselves. These symptoms are make-believe. They're taking symptoms from the seasonal flu that you get every year in Canada to wearing a fucking mask. And now they're adding in symptoms. Loss of taste comes from not, you know, having your fucking face covered. Like, think, think, think. There is more than just one form of fucking science. Biology. The human body. Human response system to fear. You see things enough fucking times over and over again. And that's all we've been seeing on the TV since this thing came out. That's when I said, this is mind control. Because they're telling you to wear a mask. I'm an epileptic. You can't tell me to be wearing a fucking mask. I'm not listening to Brent Roussin. I'm listening to my doctor. So, kindly and friendly, go fuck yourselves. These public health orders, not fucking laws. Winnipeg Police Services, remove the masks. Breathe. Breathe. Do not listen to Trudeau. He does not care about Canadians. He cares about money and enslaving the working class. They don't care about the workers. They want us to be working for slave wages for them. They are not getting my tax dollars. These greedy, greedy elitists, Bill fucking Gates, who thinks he's the smartest man in the world, but he's the dumbest smart guy in the fucking room. So, this I'm calling out all levels of government. Please vote zero confidence and end the madness so Canadians can just resume their daily fucking lives. He is risking the lives of Canadians. He does not give a shit about Canadians. He gives a shit about money. He's ruining our fucking economy. He's making us a third world nation. Take off the fucking masks. Wake the fuck up.